Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. I'm Charles. I'm Jenna. And we made it. Yay! <laughs> without without overstepping one another. So uh, welcome to another show. Uh, we think we have a good one today. We're going to be talking about um, Christopher Nolan's movie Tenant, uh, which I guess was, uh, according to what I've seen, released in theaters in August. But um, I don't know how many people, probably not too many, I would imagine, saw it at theaters in August due to the yeah. pandemic. And no then, uh, then I think in uh, January, it was released to streaming distribution. So um Three of us have seen it, Jenna, Linda, and I, and uh, so we will talk about it, and uh, we'll let Charles and Seth um, question us for clarification as we go through trying to describe it. I kind of like those conversations where yeah. we've got uh, some people who've seen it, and the others <laughs> who are just like going, what? <laughs> so I guess, I guess to start off, uh, it would be appropriate to say that Tenet is really not a movie about time travel in as much as it's uh, more a movie about time manipulation. And so the way it, the way it works is there's this device that looks like a turnstile and you go into this turnstile and the turnstile, um, manipulates you in such a way that when you come out the other side for you entropy is reversed and so we know that as you may want to define entropy for uh yeah for the listeners so essentially entropy is uh this idea that as time moves forward the state of disorder in the universe increases uh, you can think of it like this. Let's say you've got <clears throat> a bowl of, of oatmeal and you put a little jam in there to add some flavor and you take your spoon and you stir it clockwise to start mixing in the jam and you see the little swirls of jam as you start mixing it. And then if you stop and you take your spoon and you start going counterclockwise, you don't see those swirls then slowly disappear and reform into that that little blob of jam that you first put in. It doesn't work that way. As time goes forward, the arrow of time goes in the forward direction, the entropy or the state of disorder in the universe increases. That, that's why as you set a cup of coffee on your desk, it gets colder because the heat dissipates and the energy leaves that, that object. Um, or why if you knock a glass off of a table and it falls on the floor and breaks, you never see the glass suddenly spontaneously come back together and leap back up on the, on the table. Now, in this movie, that's not the case. If you have a glass 
for which entropy has changed, um, that glass would put itself back together and leap back up on the table. Or in the case of this movie, what you see more frequently is that um, bullets are sent through the turnstile and they have reverse entropy. So instead of being fired from a gun, they are caught by a gun. Um, and so you'll see this used uh, to kind of devastating effect in- um, I'm sorry, but Seth's face says it all. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, maybe you need to clarify what this turnstile is. Is it's like a turnstile in a building or can they just like put this turnstile like, anywhere? Imagine almost the big turn. It's, it's like almost the big turning doors that go into the airport. Yeah. Just for a non-related thing. Yeah. Uh, why would the bullets be <laughs> like, okay, so the bullets would go into the turnstile. No, no, no. You go into the turnstile and you change your state of perception in the world. Like you're going backward in the perception of time. Okay. Is it, so is you're to... moving backward in time. So you go through the turnstile. And then you're moving forward, but everyone else is like, yeah, basically. No, <clears throat> it's kind of the, it's the opposite of that, Seth. So you've kind of got the idea right. Um, let me see if I can explain it. So you can't, you tried with me. Well, <laughs> and you watched the movie. And I freaking hated it. <laughs> so, so this is a, this, if you think about time travel um, and you think about back to the future, or you think about Dr. Who or any of those types of yeah. shows, you will see a, a character that uses time travel mm -hmm. and whether they're jumping forward in time or backward in time, that particular character is continuing to age at a normal rate. Yeah. So let's say I, as I am now, I jump into a time machine and I go back 10 years, right? Well, I'm when I pop out of that time machine, I'm going to be moving forward through time and I'm going to continue aging just like I'm aging now. Only I'm, you know, um, aging. Let's say I'm 60. I jump back 10 years. I'm still going to be 60 when I pop out of the time machine. And if I stay in um, 2011 for a year, I'm going to be 61 when I come back to my current time. Right. right. Aging yeah. doesn't stop for me. Now, in this movie, what happens is, is when you go through this turnstile and the turnstile is like this huge revolving metal machine um, and you step into it and the whole thing revolves and your entropy is reversed. So when you come out of the turnstile, you are regressing in age and you come out of the turnstile at almost the exact moment you went in, just a couple of seconds later to allow for the rotation of the turnstile. But when you come out, you are then regressing in age. You're getting younger. And time for you moves backwards at the same rate that time for everybody else moves forward. So you come out of the turnstile and you know, each minute right now, before I go into the turnstile, I'm getting older. When I come out of the turnstile, each minute I'm outside, I grow younger. And because the 
laws of entropy are different then, uh, different features happen when you're, when you um, go through this turnstile. So for example, I mentioned the bullet and they will send bullets through the turnstile to change the entropy of the bullet. So if the bullet's on, on a table and you put your hand over the bullet, the bullet will jump up into your hand. Um, uh, there, was, there was a Red Dwarf episode. That sounds why? Kind of, why would that happen? No, no. There was a Red Dwarf episode that sounds kind of like this that ends with one of them trying to go to the bathroom in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. It's not that they just put the bullets in the turn style. So at least the way I thought it was is there is this Holocaust event using this technology and what they started collecting, like some of it is being purposely sent back, but some of it is like shrapnel from the apocalyptic event that they're finding that makes it do it too, because it's been radiated as a part of this uh, inverted exposure to this inversion machine that ultimately we find out destroys the world. <clears throat> Because it, it's like it's the end of the it's an end of the world movie where it's spoiler alert, where yep. if the if they fail, it's the end of space Everything. time at minimum for the Earth. Yeah. So so the whole premise of the movie is that at some point in the future, there is a female scientist um, in the. Um, open, Oppenheimer. <laughs> I'm glad someone on the internet tried to put this together. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, there is an Oppenheimer type female scientist in the future that develops this entropy reversal technology. And um, she soon realizes that this algorithm uh, is capable of completely reversing the entropy, not just of a single person or an object, but of everything. And that if this were activated, um, it would eventually destroy the earth because it would destroy the universe because it would rewind everything in time. And so um, this algorithm is composed of uh, nine different pieces, which she breaks apart and disperses over the globe to hide them. Kind of sounds like, uh, you know, the, uh, the MCU gauntlet stones, doesn't it? Where they take all yeah. the different stones and hide them different places. Anyway, so this, this bad guy really, is- Really quick, really quick, sorry. Yes. She makes an algorithm that can destroy the universe and her solution is to break it into nine pieces Yes. and hide it different places instead of just deleting the it. file. <laughs> right. Well, right. it's not a, just a, a, it's a not just a, a file. It's... file. It's a machine. Why yeah. not break the machine then? Yeah. Well, why you keep think... it. Wait, way to see through everything, Seth. Wait, yes. Why keep it though? Why? That was kind of my thought. <laughs> oh, if I turn this thing on, everything dies. Yes. Well, I will keep it here safe on my desk where I can't. Where one of my cats could act. No, you take it apart. <laughs> right, you destroy all knowledge of it. Yeah. Right. This this is the movie for me in a nutshell. Here, yeah. right here. This is Neil. 
and also Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would say that by the end with what happens with Neil, I was mad about that. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. But, but I will say, yo, you, you have to see the movie a couple of times because the first time through, <laughs> you're like, Linda's like, no, you don't. You're like, what? I don't hell? know that I'd invest that time again. But <laughs> I will say that by the sixth time through the movie, you should <laughs> have a fairly good understanding what's happening. It's, <laughs> here's. Here's what I'll say about Christopher Nolan and what I I really appreciate what I thought he did good um, with this. He took a chance by making something so cerebral. And that's kind of his MO. He he likes to do stuff. And he, I think he was really just trying to see how far he could push it. It's like not even for the audience. It's for himself. That's the, the feeling I got. Yeah. And um, I also appreciate, you know, you have a black actor who's the lead yep. and they don't sexualize him right. as an object, right. which is what they tend to do, period, with action movie stars. But uh, Christopher Nolan has been really good about taking his, well, you can't count the Dark Knight Rises, but like taking right. his his stars and leaving it about the action right yeah so yeah so the the picture that linda is showing on the screen now uh they talk in the film a lot about using these temporal pincer movements where they um they want to attack this facility where the the evil baddie um is uh, reassembling the um algorithm machine that's going to destroy time and um well because uh he um he was in the soviet union when they had some nuclear accidents there and he was part of the cleanup team and as a result he's got incurable cancer he's going to die and he and he's of the the philosophy that if i can't have it no one will so if I'm going to die, everybody dies. This is why you destroy. You never tell anyone <laughs> yes. about your algorithm that destroys the universe. No, right. one so of anyway, my these... favorite. One of my favorite definitions of for entropy, just in literature. Yeah, is um. Oh, I always get the whole title, but the uh, the Blade Runner, the Dream of Electric Sheep. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah. Yeah. There's a one of the chapters in there. One of the guys describes trying to keep his apartment clean. Yeah, I used and, that example for Linda this morning explaining. Entropy. Yeah, yeah, and it, well, it, and it, and it's done really well. It's just he's like so far he's kept up, but things do tend to get a little more dusty, and there's a little more dust on the floor, and everything yeah. does tend tend to move towards the floor. Right, that's chaos. And, and, yeah, and. Um, but if, I think even if you spent your whole life, because like, so every time I have to clean, I think of that one chapter and yeah, and, and there are moments where I would uh, risk destroying the earth to not have to <laughs> not just not to have to clean. I yeah, have to, not have to vacuum one again. One more dish. <laughs> yeah. So the temporal movements are kind of cool in that uh, they'll have uh, a group of soldiers in the normal going forward in time attack a site while they have another group of soldiers that go through the 
entropy, the inversion process. So entropy is reversed for them. And they're also attacking the site. And uh, no, they're gathering intel because as it's like they're going forward together, but they've gone through gathered intel and then they've gone through the entropy to go back because they can't see each other or communicate with each other or themselves to bring that intel back to the start of Red Team's POV so that they can go into it more with better intelligence. Right. Yeah, and it's it's very strange, uh, especially that scene where uh, Sator, who plays the bad guy, is uh, trying to communicate with uh, the protagonist, um, and one's in a reverse time uh, uh, frame, and the other and the protagonist is in the forward time, and they're on the opposite sides of a window, and he's talking to him, and of course the things he says that you can hear through the glass is like him talking in reverse. It's like rewinding an audio tape. But then there's a translator or another speaker that plays it in the forward direction so that he can hear the questions that are being asked. And uh, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, There's uh, some really cool chase scenes where there's people that are um, in the uh, reverse entropy um, chasing people that are in the normal time frame, and you see them racing down the intersection, racing down the interstate, and the guys in the forward time frame are racing down the interstate correctly, and the other guys are racing after them in reverse, um, is, traveling is the, down the interstate. Is the demeanor of this film depressing? I no. mean... No, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No, because as a, as a young student when, when i took thermo i think i had overdone my classes i had a lot lot on my plate and so every time you calculate the efficiency of an engine or whatnot you're also uh calculating the death of the universe right yeah right. and i i found that i remember at the time to be very depressing i had not been exposed to uh or not very well to the the everything coming to an end and to have to recalculate that right 12 times a day was was depressing <laughs> it was a little yeah well no because i mean I especially think washington state little... when there's no sun right it is a little depressing because you you understand that the protagonist he's ultimately going to set this up as a master plan and go back and recruit and get all of this together so that i can go forward and be successful Cause like he throws, it's almost a throwaway line, but not quite where he's like talking to Neil and he's like, so I have to assume that us talking, having this conversation, going through these actions, we were successful. Right. And Neil's like, yeah, it's a comforting thought. We just have to, whatever has happened has happened. And we are, we are fulfilling those actions to that end result. Right. So, so I, I guess I want some, clarification really quick uh the main character is just known as the protagonist he doesn't get a name right that's correct is there a reason for that or they call him protagonist or no no they don't but he because that would be he he refers to himself as the protagonist a lot yeah he does yeah yeah (laughs) that's funny because the arms dealer she starts this narrative one of the people he has to interact with starts this narrative of they're all a part of a story and there can be more than one protagonist 
and that there's a bigger plot line encompassing them. Yeah. And so that sounds like some fourth wall breaking right there. <clears throat> yeah. I and have that, a headache. And does Deadpool just like lean his head in and go, hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made it a better movie. <laughs> the title tenant is interesting because it's spelled the same forward and backwards. And the yeah, and the letters are move or yeah. rotated so that uh, if you look at it from the other direction, if you flip upside it down, rotate it, yeah, it'll be the same thing. I was just noticing that. Yeah, and the bad guy's name, um, uh, Sator. Um, there's also uh, uh, maybe Charles has heard of this, uh, Sator Square, which uh, dates back from early Christianity. Um, which was a block, uh, it was like a, a grid, and there's letters in the grid that no matter which way you read them, it, it reads out the same oh, way. Oh, wow. Um, now, now you brought up Christianity with Sator, and I'm just thinking, could it be Sator? <laughs> yes, that is, that is <clears throat> yeah. the appropriate response. That... So, and uh, there's, uh, in the word tenant is the word ten, uh, forward and backwards and uh, you'll see 10 referenced kind of throughout the show especially at the end in the final dramatic pincer movement where uh, the red team and the blue team are each one's doing a 10 minute countdown and the other one's doing a 10 minute count up to when they have to um, uh, get rid of this uh, algorithm before everything's uh, doomed um, yep Doomed. Yeah. Why the, the algorithm? And then the so, weird, the weird thing yeah. too is this is just gonna bug me. It will. You have to. You have to watch the film because okay. I'd be interested in hearing your perspective next week, next show, on what you thought of it. But the weird thing too is in the final pincer movement. Um, Neil, um, he's in the. Um, he goes into the reverse time frame. But then he figures out something else is going on. So then he jumps into the forward time frame um, to try to help himself resolve. I, I don't want to give too much away, but um, anyway, I don't think that's possible. It's kind of it's kind of confusing. And so there's two ways to tell somebody that's in a reverse time frame. One is if they're wearing uh, red. And uh, an oxygen mask. Or because if they're wearing an oxygen mask because you can't breathe reverse can't oxygen. Breathe backwards. You can't breathe reverse oxygen. Did no. you just hear yourself? <laughs> you can't breathe reverse oxygen. Why not? Uh, it like explodes your lung cells. Yeah, because your, um, your lungs are working in a reverse fashion. They're, your lungs are not... God. breathing in oxygen you're breathing in carbon dioxide and expelling oxygen so you have to have a special tank because you're it's reverse entropy so how <laughs> does the special tank fix it though that doesn't change how you're yeah, that'd be the same with everything it's the problem yeah yeah well no because the tank won't... comes through with you from the from the other side so it's reversed like you are but your lungs are still working the same way it hurts. Make it go away. <laughs> no, they're 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 reverse entropy lungs. No, no oh. they aren't. <laughs> Same lungs. Okay, so before before we lose no. our audience anymore, no. this, is what, <laughs> this is what I would say. Um, 
it's a very unique cinematic piece worth seeing for its experimental level of oh. sci-fi sci-fi plot narration yes so um just don't don't break your head trying to understand every element just be it's just entertainment. Be a seashell on the seashore. Let the waves come over you and just right. take it in. <laughs> and Seth, I want you to watch it. You've got two weeks. I want you to watch it six times. <laughs> no. And we will discuss no. it. He's I, like, no. I've only got five to go, and then I'll fully understand. But was it was a palindrome heavy just for fun? No, not really. No, other than tenant. Tenant, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, so with the, so with what you said about uh, people having to have a like a special breather to yeah. have reverse entropy, yeah, you know that there's a prequel scene to to the movie where they're first developing the technology and they realize that this happens. So yeah. like the first few people who go through, they just die, right? And they're like. Oh, well, right. their lungs can't breathe reverse oxygen, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and the other, the other trick is to make sure that you never enter the entropy reversal machine until you see yourself backing into it on the other side. What? Why? <laughs> well, because then you know you survived. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess there's just a guy waiting sitting at the entrance like waiting to see himself come through the other side no and it just never makes it and you're like oh i said no because then if he's just sitting there he didn't plan his mission effectively right you right. can't just sit around those things no well what i'm saying is like if you 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 don't see yourself come in yeah it means you didn't survive and then you're just like Oops. <laughs> oh no. What do I do now? <laughs> right. Right. Well, well and uh, one of the things that uh, they use uh, to good effect is um, that reverse ammunition because um, they'll put somebody <laughs> in front of a, a bullet hole that uh, was created by a bullet that's had its entropy reversed. And then that bullet will leap back out of the hole it created through anything that's in front of it, trying to get back into the gun that it was shot from. And but, so uh, they'll okay. put people in front of the bullet holes. And as the bullet goes through them backwards, it creates a lot more damage than it would have going through the front way. Oh, but, okay, so they reverse the entropy of these bullets. Yes. And then they put them in the guns and fire them? No. No, they're in the way. So yeah. they reverse the entropy of the bullets. Then they like put them through a hole. Like, like they make a hole in the wall and put the bullet in the hole so that then at some point someone with a gun comes along and goes click and then the bullet comes out of the hole that they have placed there in the wall? No, no. no they don't click like first. Seth, stop click complicating the bullet it. gets back in the gun. They unclick. Okay, so they... But still, they have somebody has to reverse the entropy of this bullet. It's but yeah, but it has to and do then, with intention. But that, Someone, no, that doesn't make. That still it, doesn't. It's, it's intention. What? It's intention. 
its intention because someone has shot it before and now someone knowing that the intention had been to shoot it before is taking it back right yeah so, oh so even intentions reversed in this yeah world. what right. <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> but so, still, okay so you've got a bullet that's is it in the cartridge uh oh. Not when like it's a bullet. It's two things. It's the cartridge that has the accelerant and then the actual projectile. So do they reverse the whole thing? Because yeah. that wouldn't work. The whole thing has to be, be reversed. The what? whole thing gets reversed. You have the gun and the bullet. But you'd need like... No, because you, you'd reverse the entropy of the bullet and it would have the accelerant in it and then i you'd have hold on jenna uh, jenna I, you might want to call 911 i see seth's head's getting larger and larger i think any moment now it's going to explode I think, the, uh, no, so the bullet goes back like, into the gun the accelerant blows up yeah the right. accelerant from the bullet would have to also reverse entropy yes because because the accelerant was also reversed. But how did they get the accelerant reverse it and like back into the thing? No, like, no. How it's, does this and, reverse? And the other thing is, the other thing is, is when they try to uh, burn somebody right. alive, it freezes them to death. No, no, because it, it would go like this, right? Because every every electron is now a positron, and every negative is a positive, and after that, everything makes sense. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't because, like, how That's do you reverse? Right. You, like, how does this work? How does the bullet stuff work? I just need to know how the bullet stuff works. You have like, to how? watch the show. Keep in mind, Seth, that the it's three of us have only been through the show once. Once, yeah. You have we to have watch five it. more times. No, not five, just twice. Twice will be enough. You think? Yeah. I, I don't, I disagree five. because we watched it with Zach Nelson. Uh, Friday night, Zach had already seen it once, and he said, "He said it's like a total mind fuck. I got to see it a second time." And so he came over to watch it with us the second time through, and he figures now he's only got four more times to watch it. Yeah, as <laughs> anybody tried watching it backwards. Ooh, that's well, a good part idea. Of that it would be look something forward. Christopher Nolan would do to to mess with people like you watch it backwards yeah like you should see if there's like a reverse Tenet. copy available yes you know wouldn't that Making be awesome something no like that would break your mind yes it's already broken well listen i know one thing if you watched it in reverse the scenes where you're hearing people talk backwards should sound normal yep exactly huh so uh, I think I'm going to look for that. Like I said, for mm. our audience at this point, just uh, it's a unique sci-fi experience. It was obviously a, a whim. It feels a little bit like a whim to just see what boundaries Christopher Nolan could push. So if nothing else, that's worth seeing. Um, what else do we got, guys? Yeah. It, what else like, do we want really to talk quick, about? If any of our listeners have an algorithm can, that can destroy reality. <laughs> just destroy just, it. Just destroy it. Don't break it up into pieces for later. Right. Don't hide it. 
Don't <laughs> send, don't send I, it anywhere. I disagree. If I have a self-destruct button, I'm keeping it in my back pocket just for don't grins. do it. You'll sit you sit on your back pocket. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great way to destroy reality without thinking about it. Right. But keep Seth, your... I think what Charles is saying is he wants to keep that button handy because yeah. if he's ever, you know, accosted by muggers on the street, like he wants that. the option of being at all. Don't make me do it. Right? Yeah. Or, or somebody impolite. I've got the button. Somebody impolite. <laughs> See, he doesn't That's even have good. he doesn't even have terminal cancer here. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, if I have a bad day. Boom. <laughs> like, bye. Right. By everyone, not by, yeah, <laughs> not by me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Seth, you've been watching some other stuff recently. What have you been watching? Well, I watched uh, Invincible on uh, Amazon Instant Prime or Instant Viewing, whatever. Prime. Yeah, and I think Seth, Charles, you're watching that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't made it to the end. Yeah. What do you think? What do you do? You like it? It, it's oh. interest. It's it, it's it, it keeps it's interesting. It's gory. Yeah, really? it was. So it, it's, it's very surprising. good. It's uh, so for you, you and Linda, it is a cartoon. cartoon. <laughs> so probably not for you guys. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's uh, the first episode really kind of uh, or like going into it. It looks very much like a, like what you might expect to see from like a Saturday morning cartoon from when you were a kid. Yeah. It's very much that animation style. Mm. And the first right. episode, it really starts off looking like and feeling like an episode of Justice League, mm. uh, where you've got, and you know, it's a couple supervillains uh, attacking the, the White House, and then the Guardians of the Globe show up, who are very obvious uh, kind of analogs for the Justice League. You've got the fast one, you've got the Martian one, uh, you've got the, there are all these guys who are just very obviously, hey, this is the Justice League. Mm, and yeah. then the show's uh, there, so they're fighting, they're working really good like a team, and you're like, yeah, I'm getting into this. And then the show's uh, Superman analog shows up, and that's Omni Man, who ha who's this uh, mustachioed guy, uh, and he's obviously been on the planet for a while. But same kind of origin story: alien from another world came here, or sent here to uh, protect the world and serve as its guardian, and. So they go through that first fight and it gets home and you meet Mark, who's the main character, this guy's son. Mm -hmm. uh, and Mark is the invincible, the guy in the blue and the yellow there. Okay. And so he's his son. And in the first episode, he finally gets his powers and is kind of figuring out how to fly and interacting with his uh, dad, the Omni-Man there. And it's all very family friendly up until like five minutes into or away from the end of the first episode 
when the when our Superman equivalent Omni Man uh, kills all of the Guardians of the Globe in a horribly bloody bloody fight. Yeah. Who are the it, uh, triplets it was a... there in the center of the picture? Say what? Who are the triplets there in the center of the? Oh, picture? they aren't triplets. That's oh, I can't remember what her name is, but her power to duplicate something like that. She can make yeah. basically infinite clones of herself. Oh, I see. And How do the numbers change on their suits, though, if they're clones. I don't know. It just does. So you can always tell like which one is backing out of a wall. Not, <laughs> yeah, makes similar sense. But like her method of fighting is essentially to throw bodies at the problem until it goes away. <laughs> Meanwhile, every time like she is just like creating duplicates of herself while other ones of herself are getting literally pulverized into paste <laughs> oh god and yeah but Who's that it, it is a very interesting uh Who's very interesting creature? story so far who's the fish fish creature don't know oh all right you huh. gotta watch it bill oh. all right yeah we'll check it out but I mean, it's uh, the first season is about uh, Mark Invincible, kind of oh, the, learning the, how to use his powers. The first and... creature didn't last too long. It's the version of Aquaman. Oh right. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, but it's about him learning how to use his powers, kind of learning about how how yeah he's got powers, but so do other people, and he can and will get the shit kicked out of him if he doesn't approach things smartly and he does a couple times hmm. and uh yeah just and it sets up a bunch of other subplots that are really interesting like there's one with robots that i can't uh disclose the end of i don't know if charles has reached the end of that yet yeah. or not and i don't want to spoil it for him uh but he's got a really good uh, story in this and then the new it's also the forming up a new Guardians of the Globe team to replace the old one. And also kind of, oh, uh, the mystery of who like killed the original Guardians of the Globe because no one knows it was Omni-Man. Well, so, I think he cats out of the bag. Well, it is for like for the for the viewers, we know it's Omni-Man. Like uh, that's that's not a mystery to us. We watch him murder them. Hmm. Horribly. Like we know, but uh he arranges it so that uh, no one else knows that it's him. And so there's this global defense agency who's like, who killed the strongest, most capable heroes in the world? We'd oh. like to know. <laughs> oh. Omni Man's like, couldn't have possibly been me. Well, he during the fight he gets the he gets mostly killed too. So he is oh. like they they set him through the ringer at least, and so he's the only survivor there. And so the yeah. assumption is that uh, whoever attacked them attacked him didn't yeah. quite kill him. Hmm. Yeah, but didn't leave any other evidence. So. I mean, it's it's got a lot going on in its first season, and the season closed out really well too. So 
you get people, Seth, that's like in Charles' position, which is the superhero fatigue. What about this makes it worth watching if you're kind of going through that right now? I mean, if you've got superhero fatigue, I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> take a break from superheroes. Uh, but I and mean, go watch it, this is Alien. a different. <laughs> This is it's uh, the Invincible series is by Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead. Uh, so oh. I mean, if you liked that, this is a good uh, another good taste of his work. Uh, it is, I mean, it's done really well. Mm. I, I don't know what to tell you if you're tired of superheroes. Other than <laughs> you know, this is a this is a different well, I, kind of view. This isn't the this isn't the Marvel superheroes. These aren't the DC superheroes. These are so also aren't the depressing watchman superheroes yeah this is kind of the what i would maybe view as the more realistic view of superheroes but where you've got where if you've got someone with super strength and then they punch somebody full power who doesn't have super strength the things go badly for their musculature and bones but it's not just another The Boys, right? It's no, still it is zombie. not another The Boys. Like there okay. are not all superheroes are assholes. There are there are people who are basically good, but maybe a little. They've got a little bit of asshole on them. Uh, they've got uh, maybe literally got, depending on how that fight went. I I mean yeah yeah. Uh, you you have. Uh, you've got the people who are goody two-shoes who are maybe learning that the world isn't quite as uh, black and white and good and evil as they'd have hoped. Uh, you've got some humor. Uh, it, it's, I think it's a good, it's definitely not for children. It, no, don't, <laughs> no, don't show no, this to your no. kids. Uh, that first Omni-Man fight will scar your children. And the, the final two episodes will definitely scar your children. This is a, sh this is a show with it's, a body count. If you don't have superpowers in this world, you it's, it's are cartoon. Fucked. <laughs> it's, it's an unusual cartoon. It's but it, yeah, yeah, it it for me it hits that balance between uh realistic and bef not going too dark. Mm -hmm. with its realism right it still keeps All a sense right. of humor you still have some good guys some unequivocally well, good guys yeah I, I, Seth I, I, I want you to cosplay as Omni-Man and grow mustache I think the cartoon format was <laughs> Omni-Man right <laughs> I, I thought about it in the, the cartoon I think was the right format for that oh yes yeah because you tried to make it real I think it'd be too much. Too gory. Yeah. I, I don't, it would be really hard to do those production values on a live action TV as well. Like, uh, I mean, the boys can get away with it, but their set pieces are really small. Yeah. Uh, this is, these are set pieces where they are just trashing a city center, mm. like yeah. buildings coming down. You're going to space. You, we go to Mars at one point. Yeah. Thank you, Cat. Uh, Mars. Yeah, he goes to Mars. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Was Elon Musk there? No, thankfully. <laughs> well, Seth, you'd also uh, mentioned something about Marvel Studios celebrating the movies. Yeah, uh, Marvel Studios this week released, uh, or this week or la- early last week, one of the two, uh, released a, a kind of a sizzle, sizzle reel slash Marvel Studios celebrates the movies mm-hmm. that was kind of a look back at their at the movies up until this point and kind of kind of that hey we're getting to the point where we can go back to the movies feel and, and we like show they showed a clip of that uh, scene from Endgame where all the portals are opening up yep. and the heroes are stepping through to fight Thanos and it was a live shot from the theater where the portals were opening up and the crowd was like yeah just like cheering in the theater mm. and so they're obviously you know they're trying to say hey we're coming back to the movies soon right. so we have a few movies for you right and we get a we get another look at the black widow movie which is coming out next uh uh shang chi and the Ten Rings, which will be coming out uh, shortly thereafter. We've got like four Marvel movies scheduled for this year. And then they did title drops on the next Black Panther movie, which is Wakanda Forever. Right. Uh, the, ne- uh, the next uh, Ms. Marvel movie, which is called The Marvels. So that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what more is coming from that. Uh, I mean, obviously, Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home is coming. Uh, there's like eight different movies. So, oh yeah, uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, The Eternals is the one that's coming out after Shang Chi. So it sounds like uh, Charles isn't going to get any reprieve from superhero movies. No, no. Yeah. (laughs) Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, another Doctor Strange. Ooh, Thor Love and Thunder. That'll be good. Well, I know that um, is supposed to be really good. Uh, The only thing, like, I was kind of put off about the whole Miss Marvel, like the Marvels thing. Is that the internet's already blowing up and saying, oh, yeah, Brie Larson can't carry a movie by herself and she's ridiculous. So they had to change it to the Marvels to get the audience. I'm like, ah, I don't get that. Mm. That's what the, the issue was. Yeah, the profitability of the last movie would seem to argue with them. I know. So it's like, I don't know what, what the issue is. Uh, I'll bet every I will bet you actual money every single person who's saying that when they went if they saw the last movie got really pissed off when uh, when Ms. Marvel went I don't owe you anything and just like blasted the dick in the into the mountainside. Yep. One of my favorite scenes. I don't owe you anything. (laughs) Yes. I mean, so it's, I can understand Charles' superhero fatigue, but I do think we still need the escape, and this has been a good well, escape. I, I, I was kind of bringing that up because you had, you had um, 
The Invincibles, Jupiter's Legacies on Netflix now. Oh yeah. It, and it wasn't, you know, I just was kind of going, well, it's getting harder and harder to go to give it a try. <laughs> I mean, I can under- we'll see. I-, I can feel different in a week. I can definitely understand superhero fatigue. Uh, I mean, for me, superheroes were just like what I grew up with. Like that is what I watched on Saturday mornings. I read the comic books and I was just like angry for so long that we couldn't get good superhero movies. So just now I'm just like, give me more, give me more. You know, I actually have a different perspective because I grew up with all that too, Seth. Like for me, mm-hmm. it's more of the because we haven't been able to socialize. Like to me, all of this stuff is in the last decade for me. It's yeah, I, I consumed it all by myself as a kid, and I felt like a lonely nerd. And I got you know with the explosion of comic cons and things like that, I got to a point where it became social. We found our people, Seth. Yes, and and then it was really sad for me like all this new stuff kept coming out but we couldn't go see it together in the theaters like we used to mm-hmm. we weren't watching it together and experiencing it together it was like some thoughts and didn't you know it like it didn't it, it felt like a reminder of all the things we weren't doing together anymore yeah when do you just out of curiosity when do you guys think you'll be ready to go back to a theater i'd go now i, I risk the gyms it's uh, dangerously for me i think it's going to depend on the the positivity rate in whatever area i'm in yeah so you know once that starts dropping down more and like i'm losing hope in the vaccination rate but if we can get that if we can get the positive infection rate to start dropping that's kind of what we're basing our own thing off of yeah and i mean maybe if maybe if we go to like the tuesday showings where there aren't many people in the theater that could be a possibility sure yeah i saw that uh paramount plus um has started a new marketing campaign um called uh, mountain of movies and um, they're going to be highlighting thousands of new movies that they're going to be adding to the streaming service this year. Uh, they said uh, there's going to be a thousand additional movies from their catalogs that will go live in early June uh, with additional titles following through July, which will bring the total number of streamable movies to uh, over 2,500. And um, the, this is all part of a, a ramp up uh, for Paramount+. Plus. Um, to the point where in uh, 2022, their plans are to release a new original movie on their streaming service every week. That's impressive. That is really impressive. And um, of course, we already know that HBO Max now is releasing their movies simultaneously in theaters and on streaming. And um, I'm wondering what impact all of that's going to be having on on theaters uh, because you know, as Paramount Plus and, and HBO Max do this sort of thing, you know, there's going to be increasing pressure on other streaming services to to match that at some level, uh, whether it's uh, Netflix or Amazon or, um, you know, uh, Showtime. Uh, what else is out there? 
the Peacock Network, stuff like that. Um, I'm, and of course, Disney Plus. So um, I think there's going to be increasing pressure. And I, I just wonder what yep. the long-term effect is going to be on movie theaters. I certainly wouldn't want to be a movie theater owner at this point, trying to compete in this, this new world. Because they well, think unless they do something like, you know, um, the Alamo Drafthouse did where they're offering, you know, um, sort of a themed event where you have food and drink and the, and the movie and it's a, a combined experience. Well, I can just say, heaven help us if they're lifetime releases. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, that's that number sounds impressive. But there's like 20 Land Before Time movies. Yeah, no, that's so, true. Yeah, like just the number is impressive, but what's the quality going to be like? Well, right. you're talking about the, the mountain of movies that they're releasing this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. And it would be interesting to see what all is in the catalog of films that they're releasing. Um, and of course, it'll be really interesting to see if they're releasing a new movie every week next year what those movies are like because you have to imagine that you know i mean these these big budget movies with big name um actors um are very expensive to make so there's not going to be a new one of those every week for sure so you know there's going to have to be a lot of um just average movies or uh cheap to make movies that'll be that'll be released yeah the hallmark movie of the week that's always a good watch right <laughs> I, right. do, I do want to clarify real quick, though. Uh, that was a flippant joke. No, uh, don't. Like, if I go to the theater, I'm going to wear a mask, even if I'm just sitting there. And like Seth, I would recommend going, like, when a time and you know is going to be less people. And the thing is, we'll be able to control that within theory with the seating requirements, you know, like we used to do, where you'd buy tickets in certain seats. So they'll be able to block out seats to, like, keep people separated. Yeah. Like right. it is a matter of still being careful just because we might be vaccinated. I think everyone should be continue to think about who they might impact or take things home to, even if they're healthy. And I mean, yeah. and I, I wonder how they'll do the blocking out of seats, because if you go there as a couple, you're going to yeah. sit together, or maybe you go there with a party of three and you're, you know, all vaccinated and, and clear, you're still going to want to sit together maybe. Right. Um, to share that movie experience so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how they handle the blocking off of seats but still yeah. allow people in groups to be together i mean they might I, I think they'd probably the best way to do that is to probably limit the number of people who can go into a movie at any time right. and then have the you've got the the people who come in and maybe say okay uh we need this block this block and this block move or to move maybe a bit a little bit yeah just like create keep some space open i mean it's going to take a little effort if you want to do that but sure i don't want to be the programmer who figures out how to do the choose your was, own seat thing i was just thinking the same thing but the airplanes do it right so yeah. there's an algorithm for if you're a frequent flyer then you get to have a seat next to you stay open if the plane doesn't get x amount of full so it can be done right like the yeah bathroom. i would imagine if you buy a block of tickets at the same time like you buy a block of three tickets 
they'll let you have this section, but then nobody can book a seat on either side of that block of three or something. What were yeah. you going to say, Charles? Oh, no, I was just thinking about the first class seating, whether that's going to be in the front or the back of the theater. It's in the middle of the theater. Yeah, it was. Uh, you think that's going to change now? Well, I know. Maybe I you want to change that. I'm going to want to be back row. I guess it would depend upon which way the air is flowing in the theater. Yeah, I, I was assuming that way the HVAC system is directing the air. I don't know. Um, and then, um, Seth, you posted some, some uh, news that I took as bad news was the fact that uh, after only the first season, um, Netflix has canceled the irregulars. Um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, a pretty good show. I was really liking that. Um, did you see it, Charles? Yeah, but I, I have, I don't like, I don't, yes, but I don't like it when they uh, uh, ruin Sherlock. Yeah. Charles. It's sort of a reimagining of the whole Sherlock Holmes story. And uh, yeah, Well, you can reimagine it, then reimagine it with a different name. Right. <laughs> right. And that's probably hit a lot of people the same way, maybe. So I don't know. They said uh, they said uh, at the end, um, uh, the ratings were really up there. Uh, let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh, said, uh, yeah, the uh, it debuted on March 26th and found itself among the top 10 list on the streamer once April concluded. Um, there's no word yet as to whether the series will be shopped to another streaming service to find a new home, but it, uh, the detective horror series topped the Falcon and the winter soldier, uh, mm. at the end of April in Nielsen's weekly streaming charts. So, I mean, oh. it was up there, which kind of surprises me that Netflix would, would get rid of it. I don't understand that. I mean, it might be. Like, I don't know, like the I hear that shows on Netflix and other streaming services have a really high bar to clear to get renewed. Really? Yeah. And I mean, for the higher production shows like the I mean, if you think about it, uh, the Irregulars would have a pretty high production budget just because it's set in uh, the Victorian England era and they've got to do all the costuming, all the makeup on top of the special effects. Right. I mean, maybe it's just like too much for uh, or it was just like too much to take on. Huh. It also might be a way to con people to push people to watch more content from Netflix. You have to watch this show or else they're going to get rid of it. It's great. Trust me. Go see it now. Right. Before right. it goes away forever. Bye. Yeah. yeah, or or if we don't get more people to watch it, they won't make a second season. Yeah. Right. Hope you like Stranger Things. Oh, that Maybe was it'll nice. be back. Maybe it won't. Awful nice show you've got there. Yeah. Um, would have helped if they had. Shame if you didn't tell people about it, so we had no motivation to not renew it again. <laughs> right. That almost sounds like uh, evil capitalism at work. I mean, is there a different kind of capitalism? <laughs> Uh, point taken. Beat you to it, Jenna. So I guess that's that's the big thing. That's going to be, I think, as we go into the summer months and stuff opens up, but there's still a challenge, all these new paywalls, like all of us trying to stay 
up to date on all the great things to watch. It's almost too much. Like you could watch, you could binge watch everything for two weeks and still not catch up on everything. Right. And that's Challenge almost overwhelming accepted. in itself. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm finding it. I, and I don't know if the same is true with you guys, but I'm finding it difficult to keep track of all the shows that I want to watch and that I'm waiting for them to come back on because you know, someone to say, Hey, are you watching, you know, season two of such and such? And I'm like, Oh no, damn. I wanted to see that. I forgot all about to even look for it. And, uh, you know, last week, Seth, uh, or last show, I think you were talking about resident alien and encouraging me to watch that. And so he actually went out to try to watch that. And, uh, it's, it's out on, uh, available on a number of different services, but, uh, each one of them have paywalls. So if you go to Hulu, you have to have Hulu premium to watch it. Uh, you can watch it on the um, Peacock network, but you have to subscribe to Peacock network. There's no free option there. So that's, you know, $6 a month. Um, or like you said, you got it off of uh, iTunes, right? Uh, bought it there, or you can buy it on Amazon. So, um, so wait, you, you could just subscribe to Peacock for $6 for a month. True. You could. That's not a high cost to. No. Like I paid, I mean, I paid uh, $25 or something just for the season on iTunes. Just, oh, geez. just straight up paid for it. See, if but, I had your money, Seth, I'd burn mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really wanted to watch the show. But, but okay, so where does it stop? <laughs> As I'm I'm going to take the John seat on this one. Where does it stop then? Yeah, because... no, that's, I mean, that's... you pay you pay six dollars for a month of streaming on a <laughs> on a network, and then you cancel it. You watch what you want, and you cancel it. Yes, yeah, you have enough time. Canceling that. stuff and opening myself up to ads and continually re-giving my credit card. Well, yeah, and here's the thing: the goal of these streaming services is to get you hooked on content such that you won't be canceling their service. So you you subscribe to Peacock to watch Resident Alien, but then as you get onto the service, there's before you even start streaming it, they're showing you ads of these upcoming shows that supposedly will whet your appetite to want to watch them. And so well, at the I end mean, of the that's... month, when you finish Resident Alien, you won't cancel it. Instead, you'll go on to the next damn thing. And, and then, then maybe you cancel one of your other services that you aren't watching because okay, you're- but they're doing the same thing. They've got then shows out there. you have to have a little bit of self-control. And so you've uh, got 20 different shows you're trying your to And then you're, you're spending your whole life managing these freaking networks. Oh, like, it doesn't hey. take long at all you just like you're not go old to the account and you, <laughs> you just click on account and you click cancel when you want to <laughs> take it off and sometimes they'll say okay we don't want you to go here's another two months so you oh, yeah. reminder, Seth, get off your lawn See, Seth, Seth when you're young you think you have an infinite amount of time left yeah Linda and I now are old enough that we we time's at a premium and we don't want to waste it clicking on cancel and reactivate well, and, 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 oh, to the okay, fullest. so My how is spreadsheet function yet? <laughs> what was so, that, Charles? Said my Roku doesn't have a spreadsheet function yet. <laughs> exactly. Bill, That's I mean, what's missing. In the time it takes you to quote unquote raise the Jolly Roger and go <laughs> find and download the show, <laughs> you could have subscribed to one of these services for a month and then but that's canceled. my point is that the Jolly Rogers is more fun, in. Seth. 
The month never ends. You're hooked. You can't you, cancel. That's why you. That's okay, what I so thought. Here's with, what. You, here's that's what, what you I thought do. with Paramount Plus or CBS All Access that I would subscribe to it to watch Star Trek Discovery. And then when Star Trek was Discovery was over, I would cancel it and I'd wait till the next season came out in a year. But then they came out with Star Trek Picard. Now they're about Bastards. to do Star Trek Strange New Worlds. They also came out with Star Trek Lower Decks. And then they made all of the Star Which Trek Which you movies. never watched. I no, watched I the first few episodes, yeah. but yeah. it's a cartoon. So it didn't, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't right. grab me. Bill, I'll get, here's what I do. Here's what I do. when I, okay. There's a show on a network that I want to see. Yeah. But I don't want to take on another new subscription. Yeah. You go in, you sign up, and if it's not like the free month, if you're if maybe you already had you sign up and then you immediately cancel. Yeah. You you still paid for it. You still get that month, but it automatically cuts you off then. And then you Ooh. can choose the next month whether you want to re up or not. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're trying to seduce you into constantly. And you have to be smarter than them. They're I'm not. not I'm weak. The point. I'm Bill is weak. easily seduced, obviously. Bill, I know you're smarter than ad executives. They, <laughs> these are the people who came up with bears who use toilet paper. <laughs> Good point. They, but they, I'm weak. All they have to do is show me a ship in space and I want to see it. Well, <laughs> then you keep that specific service. Oh God! On that note, you you choose the flavor of ice for cream watching. you want to eat this time. You <laughs> have... Tell us what we should do. Is it worth going through the trouble to subscribe for a month on, month off? Is there a better system? Uh, all of these streaming services should be doing. What right. are your thoughts? Leave your right. comments. Or we next need one streaming service idea. to rule them all. No, we don't want that. <sighs> That's called cable. Now, competi <laughs> competition is what's giving getting us all this good stuff right now it's because true. they're all like, we need we need you guys to watch us and not Netflix, and Netflix yeah. is just desperately like, please it's stopping us from us. having the, the Russian Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, basically, right. And I kind of want to see some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, it's out there. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, well, that was lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was a good discussion. So, yeah, let us, know audience, let us know what you think on all this. And uh, definitely let us know if there's anything we should talk about at our show. We haven't done a ghost one in a while or an alien. Yeah, we we can do a ghost one. Maybe have Stu back on. He's our hmm. resident folklore guy. You know hmm. what we should do? Hmm. Now that we're all vaccinated and we can be in the same place, we should do another bad sci-fi, bad fantasy movie. Oh yeah, and then do and one then of the breakdowns. It. Yes, oh, watch a movie together. Logan's Run. We just watched that. That was interesting. Oh, Logan's Run. I think we're Run. about. I think we're about two weeks away from having the veranda ready for prime time. Um, so we'll schedule some. I don't know. Maybe if people are around <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, maybe we could uh, get together and and uh, watch something and then talk about it. We'll have to we'll, well have to figure out if any of our listeners have a suggestion over what bad sci-fi movie we should watch <laughs> and, and break down on our next show. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. leave some comments on this episode. We're lonely people here. <laughs> We're losing. So lonely, so desperate. <laughs> Give us attention and validation, please. Talk to us. 
like, subscribe. All right. Follow us on Twitter. All the places. Follow us on, uh, come and find us on Facebook. Leave a message there. Right. We're everywhere they want to be. All right. Well, thanks again for watching. And uh, we will see you guys all in two weeks where we'll have some more fascinating discussion. And we are going to cycle back to our discussion on UFOs, which we kind of talked about last time. But we're waiting uh, for June 1st to come around and the Pentagon to release their report to Congress and see what comes out of that. So yes. there Ooh. might be some excitement there to talk about. So watch Maybe for that we'll in learn. our upcoming episode. Maybe we'll find out about an actual alien ambassador. I mean, you know, <laughs> one has the chair position. So nice. All right, folks. Take care. See you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.